Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to what we like to call, we we have the name Celebrity Buzz, but it's really more than that at this point. My name is Garrett, along with Rob Shooter, who's looking very dashing today. Hello, handsome. How are you? I oh. love when a straight guy says that to me. Well, I mean, I, you got a nice haircut. You, I you, do. You're wearing your librarian glasses. I have my uh, sweater. Yeah, yeah, you look like you're about to go out <laughs> Are you slightly quad. aroused? I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. You look good. Thank you. Um, and we are here, just uh, two friends, just BSing as you would uh, with your friends about stuff that's going on in the celebrity world if the first time you're listening this is what it's about will we get to everything that we talk about probably not because we get sidetracked more often than not uh, my my thing of the day that the one thing the only story i care about is i have a crush on seth myers um the, the late night guy what does seth SNL. myers do for you he i think he's charming and he's funny and he's witty and he's handsome that's so like my i love those skinny jewish boys and he like he's so cute and i do like funny his wife had the baby Sunday in the lobby of the building where he lives. The lobby. So he told the story last night on his show. His wife's very, you very pregnant. You always hear about it on TV and in the movies, yeah, but you never you... think it actually and, happens. And, and, and his is a fancy lobby, like my lobby. I'd expect someone to give birth in my like little, little... Paramedics make it? They, the baby was out before the baby. So he said he um, it was a very regular, dull, but lovely Sunday. And he went for a walk with his little son and his wife. And then they came back home and he was feeding his son and his mother-in-law who was there because the wife's about to give birth was like, oh, 
we need to get to the hospital. And then Sam called an Uber. I called 911. Whoa, but that's funny, though. That actually, more people are using Uber because the ambulances are having trouble getting to uh, getting to locations because of congestion and traffic, at least here in New York Probably City. Probably caused by Uber. Uh, well, yeah, so, but, but more likely, if you play the odds, there's more likely there's an Uber right outside yeah, your building yeah. than there is for an ambulance to get to your building in, in like four or five minutes. The so. Uber was called, and then she was in the lobby of the building, and she was like, I'm, I'm going to give birth. And her second baby, so she, she right. knew... And she gave birth in the lobby. And Seth was like, thanks to all his fancy neighbors. He lives in a lovely building. Oh, of course. Who put their towels in the dryer to put like dry towels uh-huh. around her. And then he said him and his mother-in-law sort of put like a semicircle around her his wife. So well, that yeah, she... you don't have a curtain. Yeah, there's no... <laughs> so <laughs> in the lobby of the building, she had a baby. And then he did that... make me laugh. He said, an Uber charged him. Oh, I... <laughs> Why? Cancellation fee right there. Well, yeah, ju- ju- those those lobbies, especially <gasps> if they're, if they're clean properly, Properly, that baby could have slid right out onto the street. <laughs> I think he's on Park Avenue or Fifth. Or he's on, you know, he's in a lovely building. Oh, I, I'm sure. And uh, I think that one of those buildings that have those marble lobbies, like the really fancy lobbies. So you're right. They're so shiny and slippery. You that get baby a good could cleaning. Have shot. See you later. <laughs> End of downtown before you know it. <laughs> so congratulations, Seven Daddy. Uh, is, have you ever been a part of uh, a, a live birth never, of friends, never, family? Never, never. Rob, so going into it, uh, so you would maybe have this uh, perception of what they do in movies and television, <laughs> yeah, that's right? How I you like know, it. Uh, they have they have curtains and they have you know medical staff and you know the 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 person helping the the breathing coach and all this stuff. <laughs> None of it's true. Really, what happened? I walked Tell in for, for the first time when my wife uh, was having our son Hudson. I walked in and, uh, you know, she was going to have what they call, you know, I could use the medical term, vaginal birth. Um, A natural birth. Is that natural? natural. Is that wrong to say that? Well, no, that's the the politically correct term. Vaginal is politically. Okay, well, politically. Yeah. Which should be words are important. And and it is natural. uh, Natural birth. Um, Out of her vagina. Correct. And uh, that's where babies come from. (laughs) Uh, I just learned. Uh, So I'm expecting from watching uh, plenty of years of Grey's Anatomy and ER, (laughs) I'm expecting a curtain. Yes. Like a curtain where the doctors are doing their stuff down yeah. there. I'm, you know, being the supportive by the husband by, by a, my wife. There's a sheet and stirrups. And it, there are stirrups right. because you do need those. So I go to learn there is no curtain. It's just, you so can see it. It's as if I'm I'm right there with the doctors. And there's your wife. Who have, who have been medically trained to, to extract this baby. Oh. Me not knowing this. So I look at my wife. I go, where's the curtain? She goes, what What? effing curtain are you talking about? She's in the medical field. She goes, there are no curtains. Why do they do that in the movies? Is that so they can shoot the scene? I I, I think they just want to make it more like... Loving and romantic. Yeah, intense. I had a picture of you holding her hand, looking into her eyes. And then if you looked down, you would see... A curtain, you wouldn't see. Yeah, and exactly, and right. that's what I thought of. So you looked down, and there you could see all your wife's private parts and her legs and stuff. And doctors and, doing their thing, and, just, and, and oh. babies' heads, and I said... Oh, you saw the baby's head come out? Well, well uh, it didn't come out fully because uh, he has a large head. I have a big head in my family, just a very large, <laughs> I like big heads. large head. Yeah. Uh, it's just abnormally <laughs> large. Like when I would go to the store as a little kid, you the know, hats they, don't they, fit. they would have the fitted hat. Yeah, and none of them The fit. guy would climb up the ladder oh, and go no. to the top. Get you the adult. It still wouldn't. Oh, be big no. enough. Uh, so I've been wearing a big, uh, big fitted hat for for since like I came out uh, myself. So I'm 
I'm sitting there. I go, where is it? Where's what? The curtain. <laughs> There's no curtain. And then... Uh, did you ever see the movie Knocked Up? Yeah, I left that movie. So remember the doctor that was like a total dick to, <laughs> yes. to Seth Rogen? Yes, and Seth yes. Rogen had to pull him outside? Yeah. I had that same doctor. So well, it was, to, uh... that was the, well, he was an anesthesiologist. So it was the only doctor where I was like, I know how to treat this now. So the anesthesiologist was being a dick to me. So mm. I go, can I talk to you outside for a second? <laughs> yeah. So no. he goes, what? He goes, I understand that you're, you're, you got a lot going on and it's a very intense situation, but... Don't be a dick to my wife and I. You could be a dick to me, but outside here. You really here. had the conversation? Well, yeah, but I felt like deja vu because it was like the the exact, it was the wow. exact thing. How did he movie. take it? He goes, he took a breath. He goes, just like in the movie, yeah. which was, I felt like I was in Knocked Up yeah. at that point in time. He goes, I understand. And he kind of like bit his tongue and he walked back in the room. So Good for you. But, but uh, that was the only time. I don't know if I, I'd be brave enough to say anything. But that was the only time I felt like I was in that. I go, I've lived this situation before. <laughs> right. Seth Rogen, right. thank you very much. Uh, but that's it. Oh, that- oh you, oh, we're talking about babies. Uh, you know who just had a baby? Tell is me Rachel who. McAdams. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, her first child. Uh, she had it. Mon- uh, today's Monday, so she had it today. Uh, she's 39 years old. Uh, her boyfriend, Jamie Linden. Uh, welcome to Baby Boy. There you go. I love celebrity births. It's really a great moment, and and uh, in the gossip business, in the entertainment business, do babies sell well? Yeah, they do. They really, they really, really depending do. Depending on the, depending on. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, depending actor, on the parents, actress, yeah. like, but but overall, babies are really special, and it's a lovely moment when when we get to be nice about celebrities. You never mean about births, and right. there's so many stories each week that we like to be a little bit mean to celebrities. We like to put them in their place a little bit. When it comes to births and weddings are generally the times where you can be really nice and celebrate it and see these beautiful birth and this beautiful new life. Uh, anything on the royal wedding that is coming up it's in less really, than a few weeks really away? It's really exciting. So she snuck away. Megan was back in America for a couple of days. Back she flew party? into... Uh, no. Uh. She flew into L.A. to see her mommy. So she went to LA to see her mom to keep her up to speed on some of the plans. And then my sources are telling me that's going to be probably her last trip now before the wedding, which is May 19th. And then I think the mom is going to go over to England in the next couple of weeks and spend a good extended three, four weeks there. Really getting used to it. This is this is probably harder for the family than it is Megan. Megan's an actress. And did Harry have to? Did Harry do the stereotypical again? Living in the movie world, ask her family. He did. He did. And he, asked, he also had to ask, ask his family. Like, because you really can't sneak over, Rob. You're, you're, you're the... She did. She snuck in. And, and I've told to. He no, 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 no. I'm saying like when Harry. When, when Harry went to, if Harry asked permission to marry their yeah, it's, daughter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard. Because although... he, he is the prince. He's he a is, prince. But... You and I could sneak in easily because yeah. no one cares. I mean, but I've got to say, there are ways. Like, they're, they're, if it, celebrities that always moan about being chased by the paps or, or hounded right. by, by photographers or Do reporters. They secretly, love it? they secretly sort of encourage it. Like there are ways to be really low key and live your life. There are a lot of celebrities. Matt Damon, we never see him with his kids. Jennifer, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer Anderson's the hardest celebrity in the world to catch. She's like a stealth bomber. Yeah. Like she she so you can get in and out and even though he is a prince you know, they're not on JetBlue. Like, they fly in private. private there yeah. are ways to get they in. They got bodyguards. They, they land at private airports. But, like, you know, they're airports that, like, don't, don't gossip. The staff there are so used to seeing big celebrities fly in and out or big titans right. of industry. They don't gossip like at JFK. Like, if anyone remotely famous walks through that security line, they're all a buzz. This airport that he flies into. So I, I think 
I don't know, but I think there's been times where he's probably been here and we haven't known. And there's certainly times when she'd flown into London that we didn't know about. Which is also interesting, too, because if you're in New York like Rob and I, you never know who is around at any given time, whether it be you're in the coffee shop, uh, you're in an elevator like we've talked about before. It's so interesting because I guess guess it's a New York thing where unless you're a tourist and you're like, oh, my God, it's so-and-so, you just let said said you know celebrity go on their way and it's just as I a, know and you I've give get, a head nod and right. you're like oh I'm very nice I to meet know you. and I think you probably know too there's times when they want to be recognised and there's times when they're not and you know quite often without hair and makeup and entourages and sunglasses a lot of celebrities can can, can move around pretty easily I, I went to see Mean Girls the, the musical how was it really great just great Tina was there in the in the crowd but she wasn't there being Tina she was there being uh, the boss being, being the author was Lindsay and so there she wasn't invited and not only oh, was she not invited isn't that a slap in the face though? not only was that my source told me she asked to go so she wanted to go to opening night and they were told, don't... She, were they, I, I mean, were they mean girls? Maybe. Not mean, but Which they were not ironic. nice. Yeah. <laughs> they were, she was told, don't come to opening night, but you can come to a performance. Just don't come to the opening. We don't want you I around with you all take, the pre- And you'll take away. away. Yeah, it would. take away from it. And Tina doesn't need it. Like, she had all her friends there from, from the Seinfelds to Alec Baldwin to, you know, Tina knows a lot of really famous people. Yeah. The SNL of Kate McKinnon was there. So she knows how to turn out the celebrities. And she's a big enough celebrity. Tina Fey herself is, is, is the photograph. And so Lindsay being there would have distracted. You never really quite know what you're going to get with Lindsay. Would Ugh. she be on time? What, would she yeah. be sloppy High, intermission? Drunk. Like, it's really true tricky and so I think Lindsay should probably go in the next couple of weeks and just sit in the audience not be a big diva just rock up go backstage take some pictures and try and be sort of like as normal as possible that will help her which is weird but I you know I, I could and it must be a blow to her though I was thinking about it think about Lorne it. Michaels is the producer right you know the head of SNL Tina Fey is the writer she knows these people this is this is sort of Lindsay's world but 20 years ago and to be told don't, please don't come. Like not not but she's not the just star invo- of the film. I know, but it's so mean. Like to be told, not only like she's not coming that she wasn't invited. She didn't try to show up. They reached out and like they said, "Can she come?" And they were like, "We'd rather not." Oh, I totally. So you it's know, really how, cruel. Speaking of Mean Girls, um, you know how you and I were talking about the start of the Jersey Shore and the premiere party and yes, everything. yeah, you went to the premiere party. I totally party. forgot to tell you something which you could run with. Tell me. So uh, the first two seasons, there was a girl named Angelina on the I've show. I met Angelina. Dark Angel- hair. Yeah, yes. Dark hair. Yep. She's. Uh, I think I've texted. I've got a number. I she think. kind of uh, dropped off the show. Yeah. She. Uh, she. Be- she thought the show wasn't going to be as successful right it's as like it that guy that dropped out of idol, idol with Seacrest. ryan dunkelman i don't even know his name yeah ryan dunkelman was the host of with uh, on ryan american Seacrest's idol first, first season, two seasons two, and then he dropped tax he, he was dropped bored. because he thought that it wasn't yeah. gonna take off and then it took off and became the biggest thing oh, ever ryan Seacrest is a billionaire can you imagine so uh angelina from the jersey shore first two seasons she's going to make a surprise appearance on the family reunion this season so there was a New York premiere party uh, the day before Jersey Shore aired last week. Everyone was there from the show, family, friends, everyone and anyone. Angelina didn't get an invite. Oh. She wasn't a part of the show. Oh. Guess who wanted to crash the party? Angelina turned up. She tried to turn up, but she was she never showed up because she was told if she tried to turn you're up, you're not getting in. You're not welcome. So, so her people reached out to MTV and said, "Can she come?" She, she doesn't have. People. Oh, she reached out. She so reached. she called the MTV people yep. and said, "I'd love to come to the party," yep. and they were like, you, "You're not invited." Uh, yeah, they they said thank you, but no thank you. Ooh. They were very nice. And here's the other thing too: she is so desperate to get back 
to where she was yeah. on and the and, and the money uh, and experience the popularity. You're checking out Nate's butt. Um, yes. <laughs> um, she did the guest appearance that she, you'll see this season on Jersey Shore Family Reunion for practically nothing. Um, when you say practically Peanuts. nothing, but no. Peanuts. What are they getting paid this season? Are they getting a lot of money or not? It's not back I, to I, what they were getting. I don't think they're getting a lot of money, but uh, when I was talking to Mike... As the situation. So, the situation. Is he still uh, got six-pack abs or is uh, he flabby now? Uh, a little bit flabbier, right. but he's getting back. Um, he said that they're filming season two and they want to talk about more money. So guaranteed they're not getting what they did in their heyday. Oh, my God. They um, racked it in. But but they had the highest season for a cable network show in six years or Fantastic. whatever like that. Which is great, but they, they're not getting as paid as they were, which I'm right. sure they will down the road. I know. But, I, I'd like to think that. But, oh, but there's your story. Angelina trying yeah, to just get it. in and being denied. I got it. I got it. Yeah, thank you. No, I, I, I've met her several times. I might have interviewed her a few times. She didn't realize what she was jumping out of. And people self-destruct like this. Have you ever been a part of that where you just said, you know, I, I got to get out of this? No. Whether it be a, whether it be a client. What about clients? No. When, when, when you were working with uh, many celebrities, yeah, no, did they, you tell a celebrity, uh, you know what, uh, thanks, but no thanks. And then they turned out no, to be the biggest no, thing ever. No, no, I do. I, I jump in and I, um, I figure it out. I, I'm, not, I'm not riddled with doubt. Or, or conscience or morals. Uh, I jump in and I say yes and then I figure it out. I don't turn down opportunities. I really don't. And I think people... You've shown up here in the snow. I snow up, I turn up. Once you make a commitment, you turn up and you never know who's going to listen or see right. you. Or I get jobs because of the fact I'm everywhere. I get jobs because I'm relentless. I'm not talented. And it's such a great but lesson that goes for anybody. It is, but it's such a good lesson for, lesson for people listening. It's not... It's not your talent. I've worked with some of the biggest stars in the world. What they all had in common was not talent. It was drive. And they That's work, true. and they turn up, and they put in the hours. you just got to find that drive. It's very you gotta, hard. Well, you've got to find a place to do it consistently. It's easy to do something once or for a week or two weeks. Yep. It's the fifth week, the sixth week. Um, when you get a morning show, it's really exciting. When you get any show, it's really exciting to get a show for two, three, four weeks. And by the sixth week, it's a job. And then you have to figure out a way each morning to trick your brain into being as excited as if it was the very first day. Exactly. And the people that are successful in any business, not just TV or radio, if you work in a store, it's about your energy and being excited. And don't be a Debbie Downer. Go in and do a really great job. And not, not for your customers and not for your boss, for yourself. Yeah. You will have a nicer life. I really believe it if you really jump in. Are we going to hear that in your book? I'm doing a book. Thank you. I know. So, um, Page six leaked that I was doing a a, a book, and uh, you know, I was. Little... Do you feel uh, like I know it's it's very nice when you see your name, but when Page Six, uh, you know, <laughs> writes something, do you go, who the f <laughs> that I'm close with leaked that out? I think that I've done this for so long. When you start a witch hunt, when you start looking around, right. you never find the Too right many person. Witch going on right now. Oh, that fool! You never, you never find, you never find the right person, and. Ultimately, do you it, just take it as a compliment? Yeah, it's a compliment, and and you roll with it. And, and I think, and it's not bad. You're writing no, a book. No, it's great. I mean, if it was really mean about me and said something really awful, my feelings would be hurt. But I don't do I don't do a search to find out who Judas was. <laughs> I'm too busy thinking about. Oh God, I've got to go downtown. I've got to do this. I've got to write that. I've got a story here. Garrett gave me that. Like my head's so full of. To do's each day. I don't. Do you know when your it. book's coming out? Uh, I don't. I don't have a date. I'll let you know when I do. Is it's, it hard writing a book? It's the. It's. Um, 
it's easy telling stories right. if you've lived them, and like everyone's life is really interesting. You it's about dig deep, finding the really interesting moments. I, I'm, I, everyone that knows me really well knows that I keep diaries. So as a young boy, I've always kept diaries, and so I didn't ever keep them to turn them into a book or to be spiteful. No. I just I enjoyed writing. It made me think about my day and how lucky I was. So after 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 all these years, I was reading some diaries from a couple of years ago, and they made me laugh out loud because they were no longer me. It was a character called Rob. It, it was just. It, it didn't feel like me. Were you like, gay at the point? Like, always. Did you know you from, were gay? From, always. Well, I, I didn't know. Like when there's you're some point up. in the diaries. Like I guess in my diaries when I'm seven or eight, I'm I'm struggling with stuff. But um, yeah, I looked at these diaries. I think I was cleaning out a cupboard or somewhere, and I found these old diaries and I was flicking through them. You, you, and I was like, this is funny. Bring a passage one day. Like we're right. I should your bring phone a passage. And, I'll and bring it. Just read it. And it's really funny. It's like, dear diary. I saw this really cute boy. His name's Craig. I followed him around the quad. I don't know if he noticed me, but I hope he does because he's really handsome. It's things like that. Well, it, I, I don't. <laughs> I could either take that as you're you're in training to become your the future uh, gossip columnist because I could see you in a bush. I love gossip. Seeing one in the bush. Go, is that Craig? Yeah, I like hi Craig. Craig. But uh, or was it because you were falling in love with? Craig? I fell I in love know, with Craig. Both. I did fall in love with Craig Smith. Um, uh, yeah, like, so, so the, the bring book, in the past. Oh, well, the the book happened because I read these diaries. They were really funny. They were full of celebrity dish that really happened. And then I ha- the hard part was turning these little stories and diary entries into a novel. And it was a little tricky, but you do the work. Um, all right, so we got two more things. So I'm yes. hearing that Gwen Stefani is joining a many list of celebrities and doing a residency out in Los yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the new thing, and I think really Gaga has probably is, is coming next. It used to be it used to be thought of as down market. It, 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 exactly, it used to be the equivalent of joining Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, yeah, but they made a lot of money. Oh, so of course. the people that were doing it back when, and they were a little bit like. Well, a little bit of a with, joke. It was a little cheesy. It started with Sinatra and the Red. But that's Pack. when it became fat, like when Elvis. Right. But they were at the end of their career. So it's Liberace, Elvis, Sinatra. Those were like the glamour days of then it. Then it kind of went down. Then for it went down. Dip. And then, like, you know, it was a little bit of a joke. It was a little bit of the way Newton. It was right. a little bit of the end of your career. It was a little loungy, a little cheesy. And then Celine Dion changed everything. Right. She went out there. She didn't care what you said about her because she was earning $60 million. No. So she was like, you bitches, keep touring, keep releasing your records, keep thinking you're call and I will stay in one location in a mansion and make more money than all of you and I'm not staying at a hotel or living on a bus so I'm staying at a hotel that is probably more than everyone's house and so Celine changed it and then celebrities were like, she's making how much money? I like, can do that? Staggering. And so they're J-Lo and Britney. The Backstreet Boys. Back to, and so it became Elton John. It became really cool to do right. and it became people started didn't think of you as cheesy they thought you were a clever business person they were like that person's really smart and then Gaga's and got it and it's not every night they're not there every it's night they're genius they're, they're there maybe it's still Friday. a little bit of snob value Justin Timberlake said something mean recently about Vegas residences Madonna said she'd rather die than do it but joke's on them like because Justin's on the road selling out like venues all around America I will say though, but it's a harder job than being in Vegas Justin's show is grossing one of the biggest uh, re- revenue streams than it's any amazing. other artist right but now. in Vegas, remember, you don't get paid on on ticket sales. You get paid on how many people come into the casino to right. gamble. So you don't. So like you can earn millions because if your crowd comes in, sees your show, 
gets drunk. It's a two-drink minimum. They leave the casino a little tipsy after Celine. They don't go to their cars. No. They sit in Caesar's Palace till one in the morning gambling. So Celine can charge much more than Justin can at a concert. Oh, so the money in Vegas is staggering. Gwen Stefani wants a piece of this. It's interesting. She's not doing No Doubt. It's all Gwen. All Gwen. So she'll do, Gwen, she'll do No Doubt songs, but without the band. This, so it's all going to be about her. Good luck for her. This is bananas. Hey, by the way, before we get out of here, Rob, so I think uh, you saw the tweet yesterday. So Christy K. 108 on Twitter. She just started listening to us and loves it. Exclamation oh, point. Thank you very point. much, Christy K. So, so even if you're the first time listening, we appreciate you. Know you know what I did? And I wish I hadn't done. What? Um, there's a page. Posted a nude photo of yourself. Oh, that I would love to have done if I had a big enough photo <laughs> screen. Um, I read some of the comments. We have only four comments. All four adore you and think I talk too much. I wish I'd never read them. No. One person said, they're going to stop listening because I overtalk. <laughs> I was like, what? And today I've really tried to hold back. No, we, no. I read the comments. Well, I've convinced they're all you. But, but it could be. I don't know. Fake news. Is that Hudson? Uh, Is that horrible little baby of yours? Yes, probably. He's so like, bo- he, somebody's right. He's boss baby. He, <laughs> only, he posted a picture on my story yesterday <laughs> on Instagram. How he did it, I don't know. I love him. Uh, but even if you're the first. I love him. But here's the thing. Rob is the professional. Rob is the one that has this information. Without him, it would be you and I just talking about... You are the wind beneath my balls. Oh, my God. (laughs) And on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. (laughs) And uh, the first time you're listening, we'll end on that I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Love you, We'll talk to you next week. Love you, too. Thank you for listening on iHeartRadio. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.